Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire uh, plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. He's doing it with a little loud green this time. Good stuff. Well done. Well, I thought it was Tuesday, so this is cool. Uh, <laughs> it w- this probably would have fit. It would. Top of the chart Tuesday. It probably would have fit. Uh, you know, Al Green. This is... Is this prior to the Reverend Al Green? Yes, this is prior the, to the Rev. He found the Lord after the incident with the grits, right? Oh, you know, because, boy, you don't ever want to get hot grits on you. Yeah, and that was a lady friend, right? A lady in his life that... You know, he'd been in them streets. He had He's been out a there wilding. In his and life. Then, um, yeah, he sure. ain't like Bobby Womack, but he out there. <laughs> he was <You> like, <laughs> yeah, had hot grits thrown on him. Uh, I don't even want to think about that's, that. That's a way to find God. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, Hallelujah. There you go. A little Al Green for you on a smooth soap Monday. All right. We got some Cowboys discussion we'll get to. I also want to talk about this Saquon Barkley holdout, man. That's going to potentially be an ugly situation for the Giants and actually good for the Cowboys if indeed uh, Saquon Barkley is going to hold out. So we'll get to that coming up. Uh, real quick, we didn't get to this in – off the record in the previous segment. But I did read that the XFL is expected to lose $60 million, or at least report $60 million in losses mm. after year one. But they do, have funding, they do have funding in place for multiple more seasons. So even though they took, a, they took the tremendous loss. They have some reserves set up for yeah, this. Yeah, they, they're ready for this. Yep. And you know what? At least they made it through the season paying all their players, paying all their coaches. Hell, some of these leagues folded up before they could even, you know, pay players for the pay – up, pay, up, pay through the contract. Yeah. So at least the league made it through a season. Um, but that's always been a Sisyphean – Battle to try to start up a league um, that not competes with the NFL, but any other type of uh, secondary uh, pro football league in America. Mm. Always been tough. All right, let's get to the NFL. All right, the uh, top uh, pro football league in America. Also, uh, America's number one TV show and the number one TV star on America's number one TV show. Dallas Cowboys. Hello. Dude, that's the truth. Y'all, you surprised like it by that? Y'all surprised by that? A lot of Cowboys fans don't like that, actually. Mm. They don't like that. Well, they, that's why Dak gets so much grief for the star on the helmet. If he was playing for somebody else, nobody would be talking about Dak like this. If Dak was playing for somebody else, he might be on the cover of Madden. <laughs> hey, well, good looking out, man. Unless you're, if you're the Cowboys quarterback, how often has the Cowboys quarterback been on the cover? Think, I don't think I've you gotta ever be, known. You got to be like a, you got to be winning, like because the, the Cowboys. It's okay, too, Rob, no, why it, you it, go no, there. no, no. I'm just saying it's too, it's too 
too easy. No, no, I'm saying it's too oh, easy gotcha. because the Cowboys already get gotcha. like they already get headlines. They're the number one TV star in America's top TV show. Gotcha. Uh, when they put on the Madden cover, they're trying to create some type of a discourse, conversation, debate. Mm-hmm. You put a Cowboys quarterback on them. I mean, cow- we talk Cowboys all that the time. That would be all debate. It's all. Because they're like, why, oh my goodness, why they put a cowboy well, on that? Yeah. What Jerry do? The Cowboys are universally hated yeah. and universally loved at the same time. And you also remember, they didn't start putting players on the cover till 2001. So the Emmett Smith. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like Troy Aikman days were yeah. before they started doing yeah. it. So it's like, what cowboy are you going to put on? You could put Dak on there, but like, that, is, it, is Dak a top five player? They, they look for top of five players at their position most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. You could have had a. Oh, the running back. Michael can uh, go DeMarco on there. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray could have been on there. How? Uh, when he led the league in rushing. Micah would be the one that no. I would say right well, he now. Could he, have, could have he could have. He could have. But that's not sexy enough, right? No, but he could, but that was a guy. Yeah, but Micah. Micah de- would be the how guy. How do defensive players make it? That's the question. Uh, Troy Polamalu was on It's one. very rare, though, right? It's like yeah. the Heisman. Defensive players never make it. So, Micah could do it, though. Yeah. Micah's probably, my, Micah's probably my best Guess if a cowboy is going to make it on there, it would be him. And he's got a chance this year because he'll probably be in the a front runner for defensive player of the year. I do like that. So this may be the year Jerry's like, I want him on there. Put Rich, him on there. Richard Sherman almost also did mm-hmm. it. Uh, there you go. But he was top corner yeah. at his position at the time. He's yeah. the top DB. He had tough for defensive players to do it, but Micah could do it. I could see Micah on there. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got deep into the <laughs> mad discussion. I have no. Oh, because we were talking Cowboy, about Dak right. and Josh Allen's on there. And yeah. Josh Allen – the Josh Allen Dak conversation is just so interesting, but people criticize Dak all the time for being careless with the football, being irresponsible with the football. Talk just to for him. this past season, and it's like, well, Josh Allen's been like that since his entire career. Come on, man! I do think it's because jo- Josh Allen has always been considered high risk, high reward, and Dak Dak never had that stigma or reputation. Dak was a low risk, high reward quarterback, except for last season. And he is a fourth round pick, while some of these guys are first round picks. Amen to that. And- and they need to be held to a higher standard over what y'all do with Dak. But I digress. Go ahead, my brother. I love this text that said, uh, maybe the Rock needs to call Liv. No, <laughs> the PIF. Yep. Was it, the, was it called? There's something in an... In an the, pe- the fund. I, I know forgot, it's the fund. I forgot what the I stands for. So that's the people's something fund, mm. whatever it is. Yeah, you're right. That fund has like, I want to say that fund has some crazy number that's been thrown out there. Nobody knows exactly how much money's in the fund. Yeah. But there are some people saying there's a hundred, there's like hundreds of billions of dollars in this. It's fund. It's just the public investment fund. Oh, public investment fund. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, right. Pretty generic public investment. Well, fund. they're <laughs> they're trying to make you forget everything else. That is kind of the key. <laughs> we're just a public investment. Yeah, fund. where the hotels are really nice here. Uh, yeah, that would be crazy if they decide to buy the. Uh, that'd be crazy if they bought the league. That not the NFL, of course. Some of the right, X, right, XFL, right, right. XFL, 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 XFL. Yeah, and what's the other one? USFL too. Yeah, what if, he did bo- what if he did both of them? What if they bought both of them? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Vince would have been a lot better uh, guy to sell the sell to the Saudis than The Rock. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. very true. I think Vince yeah. would have. Vince in a heartbeat. <laughs> Vince <laughs> would have already done it. <laughs> Give me that's my crazy. money. That is, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Texas, uh, 600 millions in the fund is what I heard. Yeah, I heard of some gun godly amount of money, uh, close to probably a billion, some dollars, or maybe billions in there. Okay, anyway, getting back to it, gentlemen, let's get to this pro football focus ranking uh, that I saw. And I wanted to get to this last week because it actually came out last week, but we didn't have time to get to it. So the NFL, sorry, pro football focus ranked the top safeties in the NFL. 
They went through all the safeties in the league and ranked all of them. And the reason uh, this is a Cowboys-related topic is the Cowboys play more safeties than any other team in the league, actually. They play three safeties around 40% of the time. Uh, they call it their big dime package. They also call it their big nickel package. Um, that means they're playing three safeties. So the Cowboys, with their three safeties on this list, uh, turns out, Hards, the Cowboys are the only team on this list of uh, highest-ranked safeties in the NFL that has all three of their safeties ranked in the top 32. They do 32, so all 32 teams. So they're the only team with all three of their safeties ranked in the top 32. Uh, No other (laughs) team has more than two. Uh, but that to me is really impressive. Now they're not ranked especially high. I think for the Cowboys to rank, Jay Run Curse is at nineteen. Yep. Uh, Donovan Wilson's at twenty six. Uh, Malik Hooker's at, at thirty. Yeah. So I mean they're they're still ranked relatively high. But uh, other teams that have multiple safeties on this list. The Buffalo Bills with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they are ranked 5-8, and eight, so two top 10 safeties. Probably the best safety duo in the NFL. Baltimore after that with Kyle Hamilton and Mar- Marcus Williams. They're 13-24 and 24 on this list. Um, but And then you throw into Jamal Chicago. Adams and Quandre Diggs, they're both on this list. They are, but they're ranked 22-16. and 16, yeah. So, you know, it depends on what. So I think, yeah, the Cowboys safety group, depending on where you want to rank them, they may not be the top group, but I would say they're probably somewhere hovering around the top five best safety core in the NFL, but they're definitely the deepest For safety sure. core in the NFL because they got three guys on this list. Well, when you were talking, you know, J. Ron Curse is one of your guys that you were very high on. Donovan Wilson catapulted to the top for me because of the way he was coming downhill a bunch of times last year, the way he was playing in that slot position, making tackles at the line of scrimmage. I thought he was one of those guys that had a breakout performance, and I was more excited when they said that he was coming back because he had the opportunity to leave. So I was really excited to see that. And then, of course, Malik Hooker finally was healthy and got a chance to be out there the entire time. So, yes, I'm with you. The way that the scheme has been written up and the way Dan Quinn calls up and dials up his plays, I think these guys are probably top 32 is cool. But they are, are a group of guys that, as a bunch, are some of the best that are in the NFL. Really impressed with the way that they play football. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think for Dan Quinn, it's, it's, it's strange to think about that the Cowboys, you know, they're one of the uh, one of the teams, I would say there are probably eight teams in the NFL like this, maybe a quarter of them. They don't like to spend high draft capital on the safety position, mm-hmm. and they don't like to spend uh, basically high salary cap dollars, high salary cap figures, I should say, right. on the safety position. The Cowboys have always believed that's a position where they can get a discount. They can get a bargain. Uh, they can get <clears throat> pretty much a good value at safety, so they won't overspend at that position. And maybe you could say they don't prioritize it, but you can't really say that anymore since Dan Quinn's came to the picture because he does prioritize safety. He yep. loves He plays more safeties than anybody else, and he utilizes those guys a ton um, with different pre-snap disguises and with a lot of his uh, shell disguises, and he moves those guys around the chessboard. So they are prioritizing safety, but since Dan Quinn's coming to the picture this is the first time they've been able to maximize the talent at safety so because of Dan Quinn combined with the philosophy of the Cowboys which is they like to get a bargain they want to get a value there so they don't spend a lot of draft capital or salary cap dollars there he's actually been able to help them maximize that value because you just signed 
uh, Donovan Wilson to a newer deal. Uh, you just signed him. But prior to that, they were signing all these guys on short-term deals, two-year uh, deals with a one-year option. Malik Hooker, I, I still believe, is on that uh, two-year deal. Yep, yep. And so is J-Run Curse on that short-term deal. So Donovan Wilson is the one they just signed, but the guy was done a really good job, or at least with Dan Quinn there. They've done a really good job at being able to maximize the safety position. Prior to him coming there, it was a disaster for the Cowboys at safety because they didn't invest in it. Mm. But now the lack of investment does is not hindering them as much because Dan Quinn is developing that talent in the safety position and yeah. weaponizing it too. Yeah, because he moves them around so much, and mm-hmm. you always been talking about positionless football. He is putting those guys in that type of uh, situation he is. where he feel comfortable. If you can run and tackle, he's going to move you closer to the line of scrimmage. If you can cover and tackle, he's going to let you play in the on the backside. He's going to put you in a position where you can succeed, and it makes him look so much better. That's why I'm always telling you, I always say, you show me a good coach is somebody that can move you around and put you in a position where you can succeed, not where you can show your weaknesses. Totally agree. Uh, real quick, uh, while we're talking about this, remember we did the Pro Football Focus cornerback rankings maybe two weeks ago. Remember they had the Cowboys cornerbacks, Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, as the top duo because they had them ranked sixth and eighth, both of them in the top ten. You combine Pro Football Focus rankings of the cornerbacks and safeties, they are believing, at least based on the, mm-hmm. the analytics and the analysis, they would have you projecting the Cowboys secondary as the best in the NFL. Would you say that, Harge? Would you say the Cowboys secondary is the best in the NFL? I don't know if I can go there can't completely. Go there? Okay. But they are really, really good in that back end. You just went through the numbers. You talked about how they gone about it. Then you also look at what um, Diggs and now Gilmore, and you put in Day- Deron Bland. Why not? He had five picks. Yeah, I mean, give me Why one. Why not? Give me a secondary that's better than the Cowboys. Maybe that's a better question. Uh, give me one that's you better. You know, I'm all about my boys. I just don't want to sound too homerish. Um, Okay, let me try real quick. I'll tell Kyle, you. Secondary, I'll I say like, Miami's going to have a good one. I like Miami's. I like, I like Miami's. San Francisco's, and I like Seattle's. Um, I like Seattle's secondary. That's a good one. Jamal Adams, uh, Tariq Woolen, Quandre. Mm-hmm. That's a good group. They just they just drafted another corner, yes, too. Yes, they did. Uh, Witherspoon. Yes, they drafted a corner pretty high. I like that secondary. Um, Baltimore's secondary is not bad either. I like actually. Baltimore's Baltimore's well. secondary, Kyle I, Hamilton and Marcus Williams is not bad. I like Buffalo's, Buffalo's secondary. Buffalo's secondary is yeah. a good secondary. I'm going to say the Cowboys' secondary is in the top five for me. And I, yep. I would – it, I, it would be tough for me to name more than three secondaries better than the Cowboys. Mm. It'd be tough for me. That'll be, that'll, that would be tough. I that think that's, tough. That's, a, that's a bit of a challenge if you really, to find three that you could say definitively are better than the Cowboys I secondary. liked San Fran's last year, too. I like them. They lost Jimmy Ward, though, mm-hmm. to the Texans. Mm-hmm. He lost their nickelbacks last safety, too, uh, to the Texans. So think about that for a little bit. Okay, mm. um... Real quick, because I know we're up against it, so I want to get to the next segment so we can preview Texas baseball. And we're off early. Remember at 640. Uh, okay, uh, looked up the uh, – this comes from New York Times. What they said is in the public investment fund, they say more than $700 billion. 700 They said their, their projections – the public investment fund or the PIF has a pool of money that is no less than $700 billion. Uh. With a B. I likes it. 
I just need a little that bit of that. Absurd. I just want a piece. Of it. I just want a piece. That's what. That's basically what they. They've been giving everybody a piece. Give your boy a piece. They definitely could buy. <laughs> they could buy the a the the XFL and the USFL too. They could buy. They could buy them both and just combine them. Yeah, they could. And on what? And they also could afford to lose money, lose sixty million a mm-hmm. year, which is what the Rock lost in the first year of the XFL. They could use sixty million and they wouldn't blink. Yeah, so it's seven hundred billion. You lost sixty billion. million a year for a decade. You're still not sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're exactly. you're adding money to that, by the way, because a lot of the money comes from you know the their investment pieces. in oil and yep. they're trying to diversify now. But that's just old oil money, man. Yep, ain't no money like mm. old oil money. Ain't uh, no money uh, like old oil money. They not, said no we have just like got it. to the point in our international uh, finance and our our commerce as a society. Where we believe now we do have a an, an, a commodity that is more valuable than oil. They say now data actually is valued above oil or wherever. But data, data, oh, like data is that because data is what feeds into AI. Data is what drives mm-hmm. all of our algorithms. It's data, but still, there's nothing in the modern age of our commerce has been valued as high as oil, and that's no, no. old oil money. Yeah, that's old oil money, and it's still, and new oil money is still good money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the new oil money ain't good money, but they got it all. So there you go, seven hundred billion dollars. The more I look at that, I'm like, what was Jay Moynihan going to do? <laughs> what was he going to do? They would have spent them into oblivion. Yeah, because they were they were hemorrhaging money just thinking about the legal costs. Man, them PIF guys ain't thinking about no legal. They were about to get at them. They was about to get out of them. All right, uh, we'll get to the break here. Come back, talk Texas baseball. Then we'll uh, give you up to Texas baseball with the pregame with Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The ball don't lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Last segment of the show on a Smooth Soul Monday, which is when my man Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans. Hopefully, Longhorn fans will not be dealing with any uh, tortured souls tonight. Hopefully, we're celebrating AW, Texas baseball, taking on Stanford. Uh, that Matter of fact, the pregame will be starting up here in about 10 minutes from yeah, now, yeah, about 10, yeah, to yeah. Four, 10 to 15 minutes from now, 645 pregame. Uh, we'll have a Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, on the call there. Texas taking on Stanford. All right, Harge, um, are you feeling more confident as you get closer or more nervous as you get closer to this thing? Well, here's the deal. The pit, the starting pitcher that I thought was going to be the starting pitcher okay. for uh, Stanford is not going to be that guy. It's going to be Nick Duggan. Um, he has a 
7.26 ERA. But say what now? 7.26 ERA. Okay. But he's had like a really, really good regional and super regional. So he's trending. He's trending in the opposite direction. I Seven noticed. innings with uh, one earned run. Oh, okay. In his so last I was couple. Yeah. I was going to say, I would love to see his ERA in the postseason. Yeah. Maybe that's when he's trending the right yeah, way. That's exactly uh, right. Okay, so give me strategy for this move for them, uh, for Stanford. Um, is this uh, something that for, for Texas, maybe they uh, don't have as good of a scouting report on this guy? Is that the reason? Possibly. Okay. Possibly it could be something like that. Or it could be they have a hunch because that guy is pitching well during the offs. I mean, during the, the regionals and mm-hmm. the super regionals. So put him out there, get him his opportunity, and make sure that uh, you get ahead. For me tonight, Texas has got to jump out and jump out early. They got to put pressure on Stanford. They have to put the ball in play. Top of the order has to be electric. Tanner Witt has to go out there and deliver strikes and pitch to contact. He's mm-hmm. had trouble just finding his rhythm. I don't know how many innings he's going to go tonight, but don't expect him to go uh, past 55 pitches, 60 pitches. I wouldn't see him going that far. Right. Um, if he does, that means that he's feeling good and the game's moving along at a better pace than what was expected. But tonight is everybody. Johnny staff, as we like to say. If you can throw, you're going to be out there. I know that they said that the pitcher for Stanford is not going to be available, Quinn Matthews, but uh, they did say LeBaron Johnson might be able to come in and face a batter or two. So we'll see what happens here. Mm. Um, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. We talked about it before. Oh, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. Top of the lineup, get the party started mm. and, and continue all the way down and continue to play good defense. They do that, they're going to be all right. Uh, and word about the top of that lineup, uh, you gave the very, very disturbing stat um, that they were 3 of 30. 3 of 30. And yeah, that's and it's not so, a good look. That is not <laughs> good at all. Not a good uh, look. And goes to your point you made about the, the strong start. Got to mm-hmm. have a fast start. Fast for in, in order for them to have a fast start, top of the order has to pick their game up. Quality at bats, whether you're taking a bunch of walks, getting the pitch count up on their pitcher, uh, making them uncomfortable, hitting and running, moving the ball, whatever it takes. Situationally, there was a situation in uh, Saturday night's game. My man Jared Thomas came up, and infield was playing back. He got a ball. Normally, he would take a big cut at it. He took a nice, aggressive hack, mm-hmm. drove it through the middle, and first thing came to my mind, I was about to text you. Now, that's how you play situational <laughs> baseball. You situational have to baseball. Do it. That's right. You got to make sure you play situationally right now because this is where it's at. This is how it ends. This is where you either go to Omaha or you look back and say missed opportunities. Yeah, uh, Texas baseball fans, you know, honestly, and, and, and this team's had a great year. They really have mm-hmm. because they've surprised a lot of folks. Where were they picked to finish fourth? They were folks in yep. the Big 12. Yep. Um, and ended up uh, getting a share of that, that Big 12 regular season title. And if you look at things right now, I mean, and I heard people kind of, I heard Craig talking about this too. Um, if you start at the beginning of the season and somebody told you just what you'd, what you'd be with a chance to go to the College World Series in a winner take all, Situation, would you have taken it? Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> Sign me up. Exactly. Sign me up. Yeah, so that's so why I'm like, well, you're here. Yep. And we're to take all on the line, and I, this team bounce. I love the the way this team bounces back. They're a resilient group, 
And that was a you know for them last game that was a little bit disappointing for them. Mm-hmm. I said I I like that they they come back and they really have a bounce back factor they have all year long. Even Coach Pierce has talked about how resilient this group is. This it'll be put to the ultimate test. No doubt tonight. How this is the ultimate this test. Uh, I feel good about it actually. I feel good. I like it. I feel good about this group. I like hearing that. Yeah, they got championship. I like DNA. hearing that, man. I like it, man. So okay. Uh, all right. So uh, are you making a pick here? For the uh, for the game, I just want everybody to play well and play hard. Okay, hook them. Okay, all right. Because all I do is win. Let's go, let's go, <laughs> Texas. Let's win say. this thing, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what about Game Five of the NBA Finals, gentlemen? Are we making a pick here? I mean, we're picking. Well, you already know. Right, my wait, no, are we are we picking cover? You want to pick the nine I points? Think, I think they cover. You think I, they cover the nine? Because yeah, I think the pick, we're all going Denver. It's a question of does Miami make it interesting? At least is there a, is. Is Jokic get to walk off? Do they get to bench him and get the round of applause going to the bench? Oh, that's does a, nah, he that's get a good that? Question. Did Jamal Murray and him get to take a curtain call, walk off because oh, they just beat wow. him that bad? I don't know. That's bad. That means you have to no, be up by like yeah. 15, 20, yeah. yeah, like late in the fourth. I don't yeah. see that happening. I, I, I see. see I, I was going to say, I see. Um, I see Miami pushing tonight. I, I think they're going to go there until the fourth quarter, and I that's think when that it goes third away. quarter is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because when they start the third quarter, is it Miami's going to come out of that locker room with a fire in them? Or are mm-hmm. they coming out of that locker room thinking about what their offseason plans are? That's a great, yeah. And honestly, this team's got a lot of heart, man. They got a lot of dog in them. I can see them fighting like hell, even though they know this series is pretty much over um, and just doing it because they got a lot of pride. But Mike, just from watching the series, I don't know if that'll be enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I generally yeah. think you'll get a fight, and that fight will still they'll still be smothered by Denver <laughs> and Denver's overall talent. And Denver smells it; they're close. They know it, oh, right? If they, Michael, you, you smoke, they, they smell it, man. If Michael Porter Jr. or KCP show up in this game, then it's just it's too much. Yeah, I think a Jokic that is ta- he can taste greatness like yeah. it's that close. Mm-hmm. And this with this guy. I, I think it, him and Jamal Murray, I think they're going to close out, man. I think you're about to put the nail in the coffin. I think they're going to lose no doubt. No hey, doubt. And I'm going to let this be a lesson to every coach out there. When you when you uh, go out there to try and uh, campaign for your player to get MVP, Doc, you lost your job and you got knocked out in the playoffs. <laughs> Shouldn't have made him mad. Don't campaign for your players. Uh, yeah, they did. They, they upset Jokic, man. And uh, Joker came came to play. Uh, and he'll come to play in game five, too. I think, I think they'll cover. And I think Denver will be uh, celebrating their first championship as an organization on their home floor tonight. Tomorrow we'll be back to talk about all of it. Hopefully talking about a Texas dub as well. Uh, Craig Wade coming up next on the call with Texas baseball versus Stanford. Don't go anywhere. That's the pregame for you. I want to thank my man Harge. I want to thank my man Patrick uh, and all of you out there for listening. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. Talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.